nobody thought HTML was very serious when we were learning yeah, it. Still kind of don't. I mean, a lot of people don't, right? <laughs> yeah. Remember when we figured out you could put tables inside of tables and it was just so like, well, how, how deep does All this the way go? down. All the way down. Oh, turtles at the bottom. Visit saucelabs.com slash stackoverflow and try a cloud-hosted web and mobile application automated testing platform for free. Develop with confidence at every step, from code to deployment, on every framework, browser, OS, mobile device, and API with saucelabs.com slash stackoverflow. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Stack Overflow podcast, classic theme edition. I am Ben Popper, the director of content here at Stack Overflow, and I'm joined by two of my former co-hosts, I would say former friends, once upon a time compatriots. Do you remember our names, Ben? Do you remember them? Paul Ford and Sarah Chips. Good one. Hi, everybody. Hey, how's it going? going Does Sarah have an H at the end of her name? Do you remember? Sarah with, there's an H in Chips, but not in Sarah. There we go. Um, We're back. We're back. We're back. So for people who don't remember your cruel, cruel departure from the show, Tell them where you went and where you are, just so they know who you are in this big old world of ours. Yeah, wow. So I left Stack Overflow to join LinkedIn about four months ago. It was bittersweet. I miss the Stack crew, but I still do lurk. Okay, that's good. And Paul, you were formerly the CEO of Postlight. Now you are the... I'm the co-founder of Postlight. So two jobs, nobody knows what, what it is you actually do. Um, <laughs> but that is entirely true. I've been working on some different stuff, less CEOing, more kind right. of new opportunities. Okay. Turns out my replacements did a great job. Terrific. They're doing, they're doing really, really well. All right. So the first thing I wanted to discuss is, I think, Paul, you were working during the dot-com era. Sarah, were you working during the dot-com era in the world of technology? This is like really aging like everyone, not quite. <laughs> not no, quite. Okay. I so Paul was the very beginning of my career. I was like slinging HTML. Right. Paul was just a young, a young code slinger, web slinger. So I want the question is at Stack Overflow right now. Really, the only thing you know that I would say is like a break on our growth and development and everything we do is that we cannot hire enough engineers because it is mm. the most competitive job market ever, or since the dot com boom is what I hear a lot of people in the world of software saying. So. Just give me a little bit. What are your what's your experience of the recent market been like, and and if you can relate this to some other point in time, what does it feel like? Yeah, I think now is an interesting time. I think all the people that were looking might have looked for jobs during the pandemic kind of waited to the end, so they're all doing it now. I haven't been actively hiring recently, so I'm not running into these things. Paul, I bet you have a good. I might have a better ear to the ground. I think a lot of the things that people talk about about you know what should the company be like, and are you know, do people have voice and you know, are there are good resources? Like, I, I think we dealt with that and, and set that up years ago. So our, our attrition has been quite low compared to a lot of orgs where I think people have been building up a lot of frustration over the pandemic. You know, I'm knocking on wood, but it feels like we have a good dynamic culture and on and on. So like, I don't, I, I'm not feeling that pressure, but what's happening is there's just a lot of work. There's a lot to do. Mm. There's a lot of inbound. I feel that it's sort of like, it feels like the full reboot has happened and everybody's like, okay, let's get our stuff going and we're right. ready to start tomorrow and right. we have a team in lebanon we've been growing them we've have we have the team here we've been growing we've been hiring i'm seeing two new faces a week frankly and it's like it feels like just the beginning yeah and it's tapped it's hard it's hard to get 
more high quality engineers in the door, I think for anybody compared to the dot com days though, like that was a time when you could go to Barnes and Noble, get a couple books, read them, do the exercises, and actually know roughly as much as about <laughs> half the people in the industry. Right. For real. Like it'd be like I you know, I, I literally got my first job because I was on the CSS mailing list and somebody's like, We're hiring. I'm like, I Were know you CSS. really on the CSS mailing list? How cool is that? Yeah, you could just do that. Like you know, the just, Google group? Well, it wouldn't have been a Google group back then. The Usenet group? No, no, it was like the the World Wide Web Consortium's like CSS discussion group, right? Yeah. So yeah. Just, and somebody in the bottom was like, you know, their their SIG was like, we're hiring, and they were on the Upper West Side, and I was like, looks good to me. I was cool. I was temping, and so like you know, you go and you, you'd learn enough as you went, and it was and it was all fine because it's also the industry back then had a very different glide path in right you'd html and css and then you'd learn a little bit of pearl and then you'd learn a little bit of this a little bit of that and then you know you could go down two or three different paths you know more towards design more towards product or harder engineering but everybody was very incentivized for you to just sort of learn a little bit more right and in that uh, world paul who did they hire to be like their dba like you know they could hire anybody to do the front end and they were starting a new company but you had to do the back end in-house. So what would you do? Where did those people come from? You would go hire a DBA. Like yeah. there were, you know, I remember this very nice young woman who sat in the back with the, one of the co-founders and they just administered the databases. And yeah. So nice. That sounds so peaceful. It was pretty peaceful. And did you have all your hardware like on-prem? Like the office had the three servers and that was it? That was a big thing. And there were, I remember there was one company, I can't remember the name of it. I think it was agency.com. So just like as purely capitalism. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Do you want and to be they, an they, agent or an agency? Agency.com. They didn't hire me. Like I went for a lot of interviews where they were like, what? Yeah. You know, just, but I remember they had like Silicon graphics machines in a closet with glass in the front, like right. kind of close to the entrance that were hosting, you know, websites for, for big companies. That was a whole thing. Like that you had the hardware for the companies on site. Cause the idea of the web and the data center weren't really unified yet. Like the data center was for like insurance companies. Right. If let's say you, yeah, agency.com was building a website for somebody and you spent a lot of time on it. Sarah, I know you spent a lot of time uh, reorganizing the database for, was it fish sales? I did work on a database for fish sales. Yeah. So Paul or Sarah, like, yeah, you spend a lot of time on something and then there's no cloud distribution and there's no sharding. So what do you, you back it up to a hard drive every night or every week? And then you set that aside just in case. I mean, there or, were a lot of people yeah. really screwed this part up, but yeah, tape actually, a lot of times it would be tape. If you were pretty serious about it, somebody would take a hard drive home mm -hmm. or they would take tape home mm. so that if there was a, a physical disaster, you could deal. Who has the backups? Paul has the backups. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yep. A lot of stories in the early days about like, and in fact, we had to do this. I remember when that company got bought, got rolled up, they had to move the servers physically to the new company. And so it's like, it was literally like, who's got a van and it kind of went from there. So <laughs> yeah. and it was, you had to tell the clients like, it's going to be down for six hours. Yeah. For, yeah. 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 But it's fine. Yeah. Let's put 98% exactly. of our IP in this van and hope it gets to where it needs to go. Sure. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. And then the, sort of the drama of turning the servers back on. So look, I mean, compared to then, right? Like it was way more ad hoc there was like the real tech industry which was you know microsoft let's say or, or google was kind of just a glimmer and then there was the web which was way ad hoc it was cool kids and nerds and relatively kind of everybody showed up like crypto is today you could kind of yeah yeah things, yeah, but things break and you can't get them back a million dollars 100 million dollars is gone oops <laughs> but also frankly actually way more diverse Mm. than crypto crypto has kind of tended towards a monolithic societal mm. i see sarah angle. saying an mm face i also have an mm face for no that. come on sarah come on 
I think on the artistic <laughs> side, it's actually really diverse. For the people who are trying to get into tokens and NFTs, I think it's a pretty. I'm actually. This is this is an interesting conversation. Do you think so? I remember. No, I think actually you're absolutely right because the numbers for programming, especially in the early '90s, late '80s, were much more diverse than they are even now. I mean, as so, I'm walking, I'm walking around that first startup in a two two stories. I'm walking around in my head, and it's like half female, lots of people from different parts of New York City, Queens, you know, people from Harvard, people from state schools, people who hadn't, you know, had just finished high school. Like it was just more of a like everybody felt something was happening and they kept showing up and the demand was such and the skills were were enough. You know, the interesting thing, and I think this is worth noting, that those people are still in the industry 20 years later. Like I know some of them. And yeah. you know, people are still happy to see them. And and so it's like you get out of your program somewhere i remember one guy had been like uh had worked at rikers and he was now a dba fascinating yeah i don't know we have this new woman on the podcast sierra ford and we talked recently about what was the environmental impact of crypto versus other industries Mm. or whatever it seems to me that the ease of getting involved as an artist and minting something or trying out a token through some of these open protocols means anybody who sees it come into their sphere through twitter or instagram or tiktok can then go try it. And so maybe they're not building, building hands-on or working at a company, but I think a lot of people are throwing themselves into the industry and trying it in a way that's pretty diverse. Yeah, I think that's true. I think NFTs are, they, I mean, it is something where in, in about a week, you could learn enough to have an artifact up in one of the marketplaces right. that you created. Now, whether people buy it or, you know, if it's if it's as popular as that sort of board ape yacht club thing it's it's up to the market (laughs) but like there is an element of that which is like i made a little thing i'm going to enter into this marketplace with it and the problem i guess with that for me is like well not the problem it's just the difference is that like is that really a skill that you're going to be able to apply for 20 years right maybe maybe Maybe. i mean that's nobody thought html was very serious when we were learning it still kind of don't I mean, a lot of people don't, right? <laughs> Remember when we figured out you could put tables inside of tables and it was just well, like, well, how, how deep does all this All the way go? down, all the way down. Oh, turtles at the bottom. So Sarah, to the degree that's possible, tell us a little bit about what the engineering culture and workflow is like for you now. What is it like to work at LinkedIn? I mean, you know, I'm sure there's things you can and can't say, but just curious. Yeah, a good question. I think it's it's very different because there's thousands of engineers mm-hmm. and our our customers are the engineers at LinkedIn, which is really cool. And so going from an environment where there's less than 100 engineers to an environment where there's thousands of thousands of engineers, the problems that you run into are just so different. Mm. God, what are your problems like with a thousand? I mean, thousands of engineers, just that's too many engineers. It's millions of lines of code. I mean, the problems that like our team thinks about is like, how long does it take an engineer to build the application locally? Mm-hmm. And like, did this change introduce a few seconds to every engineer that's currently working on the application? Is it making their life harder? And mm-hmm. if so, how do we identify when changes that are going to make life harder for all of the engineers and, and make sure that those aren't being introduced? Mm. You know, it'd be good advise so let's say i'm an engineer and i just got a job at a company like linkedin I, i've been in a place with maybe you know up to 150 inch yeah but now i'm gonna go over to linkedin and like i have to get my bearings i have to figure out how to check out code and be productive what is that like what is that transition like yeah it's actually well i can't speak for every company but for us it's really easy like just because it's so well documented you know what i mean like it took me about two days and everyone was like, you're a manager, you don't have to do this. And I do this every time. 
I'm just like, yes, I know. That's so important. I need to know what it looks like. You do that. You actually need to like know the system. Don't tell me what I need to know. Yeah. 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 But it took me about two days. And it was just because, you know, you have to install all the things and do all the things. But we have a great remote environment that you could just check out and change and then reset and, you know, do all kinds of stuff with. So as people have been really thoughtful about this. I'm, I'm sure there's been a time where it was hell. but. Yeah. For right now, it's it's fairly easy. I think that is it like Google, where they just give you all the code, or are you working with individual repos? Or there are individual repos, but it's most of the code. It's yeah. like it depends on what team you're so on. So you can get to the parts of LinkedIn that you need in order to do your job. Yeah, 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 fairly easily. I think if I was new, the thing that would be really shocking to me is like if you work at a smaller company, the idea of like building a new component or like doing things like that is something that you do all the time. Where like when you're working at this scale, like you might be building a tiny part of a component mm-hmm. and that feels very different. Right. Well, yeah, you yeah. know, a hundred million people are going to click that close button. So yeah. it's okay. You mean that accept take... button, Paul, the accept button. Yeah, no, but, but also to like, to make sure that, yeah, when they click accept that, that we kind of know everything happening on every system at any time. Yeah. 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 I was talking to someone on my team the other day and they were saying that they used to work on another team and they made the little green dot that shows up when uh, someone is writing to you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was like, that is so cool. Yeah. How warm should that green be? Yeah. Sarah, I remember you saying, you know, as you, right as you were making the transition, that it was also going to be interesting because you had largely been doing managing of engineers and work with the community and that here you would be a little bit more back again, hands-on. Has that been the case? Yeah. Are you spending more time actually working with code? And if so, what's that been like? I am not coding, but I am helping to solve really cool problems that... I haven't been able to in a while. And I think the thing that is probably most unique about this role to me and what I've been thinking about a lot is all the engineers on my team are fairly senior and managing senior like folks that are like staff level and above engineers versus, you know, managing a more diverse group of engineers. It's very, it's different challenges. Like you're helpful in much, much less ways, but you can have a lot of impact. Well, we are nearing the end, so I have a few uh, pieces of housekeeping to take care of, unless either of you has a topic you're, you want to throw out. No, it's nice to see everybody again. Yeah, nice to see y'all. I think yeah, we should do I miss, this. I miss our Stack like Overflow folks. Once a quarter, we'll do yeah. classic. Classic. Yeah. That sounds Stack great. Overflow <laughs> classic. Classic. Stack Overflow podcast classic. Where we just talk about things that, that make us sound old. Yeah, exactly. And the dot-com boom. Do you remember... <laughs> I've actually been doing well. I'll tell I'll, you know, <laughs> yeah, so that I don't simply become associated with being 200 years old. <laughs> no, uh, I've been up to a ton of stuff. Uh, we just launched at, at work. We have a client, probablefutures.org. Go check mm-hmm. it out. And it's a, it, it's an organization focused on communicating what's happening around climate change. It's very, mm-hmm. very driven by science. There's a lot of maps underneath it, and there's a lot of work kind of coming from it in the future. And I've been, been working closely with them. And getting deeply into a lot of different aspects around climate, but especially kind of how the data works, like how what climate models are, how you make them more accessible, how do you access the different formats that they use in geosciences. So actually, a lot of what I've been doing lately is thinking about ways that if climate data was less about like raw data and more like an API, how you could use it in our world. And so um, when I come back on in a quarter, I'll I'll have some ability to actually express what that means in concrete terms. Right now I'm just sort of deep in the middle of it. But if you're curious about that world, A, feel free to get in touch um, with me. It's just, you know, DM me at at Aftreen on Twitter or whatever. But the, uh, 
the thing that I've been learning a lot, go dig around in stuff like net CDF files and learn how they work. That is like the, one of the net standards CDF. for how climate data is, is shared. And actually understanding that at a low level will help you understand how the geosciences world sees data and what it does with it. I can't, can't recommend it enough. If you're in cool. Python, the net CDF four library will, will set you straight. Sarah, I know people can go check out LinkedIn anytime they want. Is there anything else you want to send them to while we have the <laughs> yeah. chance? Check out LinkedIn. <laughs> like it if you've never heard of it. It's a great place to meet friends, connect yeah. with coworkers. If people want to connect to you some way through some sort of network, what, what professionally or otherwise. <laughs> oh, this is a rough one. You can find me on LinkedIn, otherwise Twitter. Yeah. Where are you at accepting LinkedIn invites? Like, do you need a personal connection or are you like, yeah, what the hell? I need a personal connection. Yeah, me too. me too. I guess I'd yeah. be scared to connect with you on LinkedIn now because then you can just like look behind the scenes and see everything. So you know too much on That's LinkedIn not how for it us works. to connect there now. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of doubt she can actually. They usually no, keep no, stuff really right, locked down. Right. Yeah. PII, PII. All right. Well, if you have not already, you should go check out the key on Stack Overflow or on drop.com. Ooh, yeah, that looks awesome. So excited about that. Yeah, you can still pre-order it and um, 10% of the proceeds go to a great charity, Digital Undivided. So check out the key. Nice gift for the program in your life. So I have been messing around with a few things. I don't do lifeboats all the time now. I've been getting really into our puzzling stack exchange. So for today, this is for you two to take to the bank or to friends at... A new way to cut pizza. Asked three days ago, viewed 4,000 times. Can you cut a pizza circle into 12 congruent pieces such that half of them have a crust circle boundary while the other half do not? The pieces must have the same shape and area but can be mirrors of each other. Bonus. Can you do it with identical pieces where pieces are not mirrors of each other? So spend the morning when you have a little time to think. Mm. A new way to cut pizza. Getting right on that. Absolutely number one priority for me. Exactly. Yeah. Forget the climate change stuff. Yeah. I do miss this part of my life when we would just randomly go through Stack Exchange. Oh, it's the best. It's really the best. It's just shenanigans nonstop. You guys weren't here for the best one from from Workplace from like a few weeks ago. How do I get demoted? Yeah. Yeah. And the answer was actually really good. Start licking things. All right, I'm going to go check it out. Sarah, before you joined, uh, Ben was giving me the update, and it sounds like things are going, sounds like you and I leaving was the key to success for this You're podcast. You're welcome. Things are going great. The pod is headed into the future. It's going to be fun. New team, Perfect. lots of energy. You know, nobody's, well, in my day, we used to program Pearl. <laughs> yeah, it's all React and Apollo these days. Oh, uh, hell yeah. I'm all over React these days. I do like React. I gave mm, up. Aren't we won. all?